Aloha, everybody, and welcome to Spirit Chat Radio. Today, we are going to be talking about what does your dream mean? This subject will be fun, but it's also going to be way more informative than you probably even realize. I've been getting tons and tons of Facebook questions and emails and just regular people who I know asking me, what does this dream mean? What does that dream mean? And I've had so many questions about it that I decided that I should just do a podcast on it because there's a lot of information on dreams that you guys probably don't have when you ask me, what does your dream mean? And so I wanted to inform you guys more about the dream world and what's going on, what's happening in this dream world. So I need to kind of go in phases and explain some different things to you. First of all, we're going to be talking about... um, what dreaming it is. Dreaming is basically the gateway to your psychic ability. And it is your window into your spiritual body and your spiritual self. And so I'm going to get into that a little bit more. But, you know, I'm for those of you who has been following me, there has been studies and studies shown that um, when you sleep, when you fall asleep, that you basically don't need sleep for your body. So you have enough uh, sitting time during the day when you're, you know, driving in your car, when you're sitting at your desk, when you're eating dinner, when you're watching TV, whatever that you're doing. People sit plenty during the daytime, well, most people, um, that they actually, their body gets plenty of rest. Uh, Sleeping, they've done a lot of studies over that and they can't figure out you know, what's going on with the whole sleeping thing, but it's kind of because they're studying the wrong stuff. So what happens during sleep or dream time is actually that's the time that you quiet your physical body and you raise the vibration to your spiritual body. And your spiritual body, the reason that you feel refreshed when you get up each morning or you should feel refreshed or somewhat, you know, recharged is because the recharge has to come to your spiritual body. So your physical body is getting rest, but your spiritual body is not getting rest it, 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 at that time. You know, during the daytime, your spiritual body is really consuming, passing through energies, moving energies in, moving energies out. It is depleting energy all day long. And so it needs a recharge. And so whoever created us, God, a higher power, whoever you want to think. Um, When we were created, we were built with a safeguard to raise our vibration each night. When we raise our vibration each night, that is when our spiritual bodies recharge. So imagine it like you're plugging your cell phone in or your smartphone in. You drain your battery through your day. It's exactly like your cell phone. You're on it. You're using it. You're, you're using all the battery power. Same concept with your spiritual body. Then at night, you plug it in before you go to bed so that in the morning you get up, you have a charge. It's the same type of thing. We need to plug in. And in order to plug in, we have to raise our vibration. And we then begin to connect into the spiritual realm. And this has been put into our, as a safeguard, because a lot of people um, who don't, don't believe in spiritual bodies or don't even know they exist or really don't even give it a second thought, they just go about life as it is. Those people still need to also recharge. So it's called sleep and dreaming. And I'm going to get into dreams a little bit more. There's basically 
10 different types of dreams that you have. And I'm going to go through them a, like kind of a little bit in sequence of how you how you would actually have them. Because like I said, what happens when you go to sleep is you raise your vibration. That's when you astral travel, etc. When you're um, dreaming, what that is, is it's a memory of what's been going on in the spiritual realm. And so I'm going to get into that a little bit more. That's what your basically your dreams are. But as you... Since, like I explained to you guys, this is literally, and I kid you not, it is a gateway into your psychic ability, your psychic senses, and your spiritual body. It is your connection. It is your doorway into your psychic senses and your psychic abilities. Everybody has it. You just open the doorway, you go in. And so when you do this during the dreaming time, there are phases that people go in as they begin to connect understand, have more knowledge with their own psychic ability and psychic senses. So the more knowledge that you have about your psychic senses and the more more you hone your skill in while you are awake, the deeper and the different types of dreaming experiences you potentially have. Now that doesn't mean that not like I said, there's gonna, there's a list of 10 different types of categories of dreams here that I'm going to talk to you about. That doesn't mean that only certain people are necessarily going to dream about, you know, um, seven, eight, nine, or whatever, and all the rest of the people are going to more dream about one, two, three. That doesn't necessarily mean that, but what that does mean is for people who are more in tune with their spiritual body who have honed their psychic abilities in and try to utilize them more in the daytime, that they're really trying to bring their spiritual body and their physical body in alignment in a way that they're using their psychic senses during the day as well as their physical senses. That means that they're probably going to be using this wider range of dreams more often. That means that they're going to be, you know, um, probably experiencing dreams from six to 10, those types of dreams more than other people would. So the more in tune you are, the more wide range that you're going to actually get. If you're just very physically based, purely physically based, let's just say you're not listening to this podcast because you have no interest in psychic ability, spiritual stuff whatsoever. Um, you're basically most likely going to have some dream in the in these first categories that I'm going to be talking to you about. That doesn't mean you can't, again, dream in the higher categories. It just means that you're more likely to spend more time having these t- types of dreams. So the first types of dream I'm going to talk about is called an energetic dream. So an energetic dream is the ones I think that confuses people the most. They are the ones that where there's tornadoes, catastrophes, teeth falling out, um, you can't dial a phone, you're in water, there's random dreams that make no sense. These are actually energetic dreams. What is an energetic dream? An energetic dream is a dream where basically you imagine it as a window looking into your spiritual body and its health and its vitals. So you know how somebody can take like your physical vital signs, like your blood pressure, um, they can take your temperature, you know, they can run blood tests, etc. And so you kind of get an overall physical health um, 
what do you call that, panel done or whatever, um, you know how they can do that with your physical body? <clears throat> Energetic dreams are very much that of your spiritual body. You get a window looking into your spiritual body's health and what you're offering basically vibrationally on a spiritual level. So where your physical body has signs and um, symptoms, like I said, blood pressure, blood tests, that, temperature, those types of things, your physical body's health is really, or your, I'm sorry, your spiritual body's health is basically based off the vibrations that you are constantly emitting and or you're experiencing. So that's the difference. You have physical symptoms, you have spiritual body stuff, and the spiritual body's vibration is very important. <clears throat> so how that interject, interjects into the energetic dreams is wherever you're at on a vibrational scale, it will begin to manifest as pictures or scenarios. And so then you have the job of translating these dreams into trying to figure out what the spirit, where you're at vibrationally. So like I said, it's a window looking in, so you get a cheat sheet. So if you wake up and you had this dream that you were, um, you know, in this house and, and you were trying to get to the top floor or that you had a dream that you were, you know, with all these tornadoes, tornadoes, catastrophes, and those things are really easy. Those are always chaos, chaos and stress. So, um, if you're dreaming about tornadoes or any major catastrophe, that means that vibrationally you are feeling very stressed and or very upset about something or there's events in your life causing them. So for instance, um, I realized when I was very young that tornadoes all represented represented an event that I was stressed about. So if I had like seven tornadoes around me, I was very stressed about potentially seven different things going on, but I was very stressed. If I had one, there was one issue. Um, so any type of catastrophe is having that type of stress, um, teeth falling out, that sort of thing is feeling like you're losing control or that there's, um, the fear, fear of losing something, fear of not having control of something. You can't dial a phone or you're trying to reach somebody. It's a, it's communication issues. You can't get to that person. You feel like energetically you're not connecting. Um, water is basically things that are going on in what people call your subconscious or your thoughts, your spiritual realm. There are things that you're kind of concerned about. Random dreams that make no sense. This is something that people really want to know about all the time. When you dream, you have a knowledge base in your physical world, right? You only have this, you have a knowledge dictionary of things that you know that exist. When you dream and you go into the spiritual realm, what happens is there's a whole, whole bunch of more stuff that exists over in the spiritual realm that you don't, you don't have access to that knowledge here in the, in the physical realm. And so when you're dreaming energetically and you start to dream about things that make no sense, usually, almost, actually almost always, that's because things get lost in translation. So you're experiencing things in the physical or spiritual realm. When you begin to wake up, your body has to now translate it into something that makes sense to you in the physical realm. So imagine it like, like um, translating Japanese into English 
or translating Russian into English. In, into English, and a couple of things happen when you start to translate into knowledge that you have, which is because the cultures are different, because the spiritual realm is different than the physical realm, because the Japanese culture, Russian culture is different than our culture over here. Things can begin to get lost in translation. And so as things begin to get lost in translation, your physical brain starts to fill in things like bananas or weird random objects or weird random events. It starts to kind of plug in info of anything that it can grasp that might make sense. So that's why people have random dreams that make no sense to them many times is because things begin to get lost in the translation of your knowledge in the physical realm and your brain tries to fill in things. The next uh, very common dream that people have, and I'm actually going to get at the end of this, I'm going to go over some really common stuff and kind of explain to you guys why people dream about this, why people dream about that. Um, The second type of or category of dream is called a life path dream. These are also pretty common. Energetic energetic dreams are the most common. Life path dreams are also pretty common. This is when people dream about where they're, like when you're uh, seeing where you're at energetically, you can also see where you're at. You can pull yourself back and see where you're at kind of on a life path. Um, And if you're having frustration with your life path, if you feel like you're getting blocked in your life path, life path dreams are usually shown with pictures, roads, buildings, elevators, houses, and cars. These are really common life path dreams. Um, If you're driving on a road, usually the cars and houses are an indication of yourself. Um, As you're driving on a road, those are life paths. If you're using an elevator, very common life path dream. Usually if you're trying to get to the top floor, you're trying to reach a higher consciousness of some sort. You can imagine it sort of like your chakras. Um, Buildings, if you're trying to get upstairs, again, you're trying to get to like your higher consciousness type of thing. If you have issues with plumbing and that sort of stuff in your dreams, that's some usually that's your body you haven't you're concerned about maybe plumbing might be like kidneys and that sort of thing some internal stuff that you have going on if you're feeling like your house is a mess you have some really energetic stuff going on in your physical body that you need to do some clearing on um so what you need to do is imagine that you're a house um, if you if you are dreaming about a house and you're dreaming about trying to get somewhere in this house or trying to get something done in this house, is usually you're trying to figure out something with your physical body. Um, roads again, if you're coming up against a roadblock, you're feeling or like you feel like you're going way too fast and you might be out of control in this car. That is you trying to feeling like that you're not in control of your life and you're not making potentially good decisions. If you're trying to go up, up, up a hill, you feel like you're constantly trying to battle up this, um, you know, battle with life and try to get somewhere that's just you're really a struggle, really hard. So uh, they usually comes with pictures, uh, roads, buildings, elevators, houses, and cars. Houses and cars are representations of your body um, and usually buildings. So life path dreams are also very common. Then the third one that throws people for a loop, <clears throat> which happens often, is our our past life dreams. Those are super fun, and they're really easy to, de- to determine. Um, usually, those will be ones where people are, um, 
it, somebody had asked me about not very long ago. I've seen a picture of me like dying or I had died on a table and I was above myself on the table. Um, those are life pa- or I'm sorry, past life dreams. Those are past life dreams. Usually almost always when you're seeing yourself die in some type of scenario because people get very afraid of that. Those are 99.99% of those are past life dreams. And even if you may think that it's in an era such as now, many times that's that translation thing. It could have been in an era that you're not really grasping. And so they just, your brain sort of fills in the, fills in the, the blanks, you know? And so past life dreams also are really super cool because there's usually, um, how you can tell a past life dream is there's usually a sequence that goes on a dream. So like energetic dreams, life path dreams, they can be choppy, not really have a sequence. They cannot make sense to you necessarily. But past life dreams have a sequence. So it's kind of like a book. They usually have a story. They usually have like a beginning, a middle, and an end. Like you kind of, there's a whole sequenced story that you can follow. And so like maybe you were at a bank somewhere or somewhere somewhere that looked really like an old western town and then you went into a hotel and then you got this room and then do you see what I mean there's like a, then you met somebody there and then you had to go on cuz you were getting ready to travel somewhere else like there's a whole sequence there there's a story and past life dreams if you're a very aware lucid dreamer, you can usually figure out like you can ask yourself like what age you are, you may be a different age, you may even be a different gender. Um, if you're a lucid dreamer, you can look around, you can you can kind of try to see yourself in a mirror, that type of thing. But you you, you don't have to be a lucid dreamer to know if it's past life dream, because um, and usually there will be a different era, um, a different time frame. Um, and like I said, they go in sequence many times in past life dreams too. You also potentially, um, are meeting with a cousin or a, um, significant other or whatever that, you know, is this person to you in this dream, you know, they're your child or your parent or whatever, but you do not know them in this lifetime. That's a very good indication of a past life dream, as long as it goes with a sequence of events. And then also, like I said, there's usually a different type of era, different type of dress. There's some type of scenario going on or event usually in the in the dream because it's kind of like imagine that you're seeing a snapshot of a movie kind of, you know, there's sort of a story that goes with it because you are. You're seeing a, when you're having a past life dream, you're seeing a sequence or a snapshot of what happened to you during that past life. So those are super cool dreams. Spirit contact dreams. Those, this is number four. This is another ca- category. People often dream of these. These are what I like to call visits because in, in our household, we call visits. Um, we didn't dream about grandma. We had a visit from grandma. So we wake up and tell everybody about it because they're super cool. Now, in a spirit contact dream, you can be visited by loved ones who have passed you can be visited by loved ones who are currently awake, or like not awake, but alive. Um, you can be visited by loved ones who you know, and you can be li- visited by loved ones who you don't know. But you know when you have these dreams about them that, oh my gosh, I know you. 
I know you. I And then you wake up and like you so know these people in your dream. But then you wake up and you go, wait a minute. Like I don't recognize that person, but I know I know them. Um, and this is also a time where you're usually visited by um, potentially by guides and or angels also. So what happens during these spirit contact dreams? What happens is you may have a loved one who's passed over, um, who you know, one who maybe a loved one who you don't know. Um, they come to you and they want to have a conversation. So you're having a lovely conversation. Now, the setting doesn't matter. People get very concerned about the setting. Well, it was really weird because I was at my house when I was little or I was at this place um, that I've never seen before or we were on a boat somewhere, whatever. It's the setting literally doesn't matter when you're having a spirit contact dream. Um, now, as far as loved ones go, they can be loved ones that you have passed, but they can also be loved ones that are um, just loved ones in this lifetime. You can that if they come to you in a dream and you're having conversations, you can energetically meet up in a dream. And so they can be loved ones like, uh, for instance, when my grandma was very sick, um, I used to see her. She would come to me when she was in the hospital. She would come here. Um, and so or I would go there to the hospital because I would ask her travel and I would be there. So um, it, they can also be alive. They don't have to be passed over. Now, if you recognize them and there's ones that you know from this lifetime, that obviously self-explanatory. If you recognize them, but they're ones that you don't know in this lifetime, those are loved ones who you've had other lifetimes with or loved ones who you have um, a connection with on the other side. You don't. You can have past lives or you don't even have to have had any lifetimes with them because you have a life on the other side, very similar to your life that you have now, except for better. I mean, because <laughs> you don't have all the stress and negativity. But I mean, you have friends, you have social events, you have jobs, you have all these different types of things. So you also have a life of acquaintances and loved ones on the other side who maybe have never even incarnated with you. So guides, spirit guides can, um, and uh, councils can talk to you during this time. Um, a lot of times they might be dressed in an era, they can be dressed in robes, that sort of things. Angels can come in um, during these times and have conversations with you about whatever. So these are spirit contact dreams. They're very also very common. I'm going to get to number five. Uh, the category number five is dreams about the other side. These are also fairly common. There is a whole bunch of stuff going on on the other side. So imagine it kind of like an area, again, like ours with, um, you know, jobs and people and social events and gatherings and activities and buildings and all kinds of stuff. Um, you may decide to visit the other side when you are dreaming. So you may have dreams of these very grand places. Usually when you're having dreams of the other side, um, you will wake up with this most amazing euphoric feeling. And the beauty is, is quite striking. So it's not like you're going like, oh, I visited somewhere that I've never um, been before. You have a weird feeling you've been there before. The The um, architecture is striking. It, and it's usually kind of almost Greekish a lot of times, um, like the buildings, the colors, the um, 
the greenery, all of that is, is so striking and it has such a crazy cool vibration to it that when you wake up, you almost wake up with a very euphoric feeling of someplace you've just been. It's the most amazing, wonderful, cool feeling. So if you wonder, have I been to the other side? You won't wonder because it will be a dream that you wake up going, wow, that was really crazy. It felt really real and it was so beautiful and left me with this most amazingly awesome feeling like that was so cool. Like you've had this most wonderful experience ever. Um, that would be another side dream. And you can go to libraries over there. You can go to parks over there. You can um, find a loved one over there and sit on a bench and talk. You can, there's all these different activities that you can actually do when you're on the other side. That brings us to category six, which is educational dreaming. Um, this would be usually when you start to advance more in the psychic knowledge the, the with your psychic senses you're more in tune as we begin to get to six seven eight nine ten these are usually the types of dreams that happen as you become more in tune with your spiritual body and you start to advance with your psychic knowledge and you begin to bring that into your life in the daytime and it's starting to become a very nice balance between your physical body and your spiritual body, or you're actually making a conscious effort to balance the two worlds. And you're no longer seeing yourself just in this physical based world, but you see yourself more whole as um, <clears throat> I'm in the physical world and the spiritual world at the same time. And I'm blending them together in my daytime and my nighttime. I'm feeling more like a whole person. And so when you begin to develop your abilities, when you begin to very much tune in to their psychic senses, you're going to experience some of these. And one is the educational ones. These are ones where you're potentially um, teaching, learning, or experiencing getting some education, new education type stuff. So for instance, um, you may be meeting with your council. Um, people meet with councils. I have a council. Um, you may not now with these educational dreams, people get really frustrated with them because they wake up and they're like, I know I was in a classroom. I know I was meeting with a council. I cannot remember what I learned. I cannot remember what they said, or I got a scroll. I opened it and I know that there was writing on there, but I don't remember what the writing is. Here's the interesting, cool thing. You don't need to remember any of this because you download this information again, similar to your computer. You imagine it like you went to a website, you found some stuff you wanted to find, a PDF file, you downloaded it, later you go, you open the PDF file. It's very similar. When you begin to go to the other side to get educated, you're being taught by teachers, um, you're met with your counsel, you're consuming information via books and scrolls, because you will also do that. You can end up in the library, the Akashic Records, that sort of place. You can gather a lot of information via books and scrolls and different things. Um, you download the information. You don't need it when you wake up. You just don't. But throughout the daytime or some point in your life when you're going to need this knowledge, if you're tuned into your spiritual body, it will just literally pop in as a thought or all of a sudden you will pop in as just deeply knowing 
this information, knowing how to do this type of healing, knowing that for some reason this person needs this sort of uh, vegetable or greenery or that they should be steering away from this type of scenario or whatever, whatever the knowledge you've gained learning how to filter through spiritual information, it will just come to you at the time that you need it. So don't worry that you didn't get it. You got it. You just don't need it when you woke up that morning. Um, So like I said, this is when you meet with councils, you meet with spirit guides um, to get more education on things. You go through the Akashic Records, libraries, different things like that. And or you can also spend a lot of time healing. I tend to spend a lot of my time doing healings and readings on the other side as well as I do here. So um, if you're in the phys- or the healing realm or that's part of who you are as a healer, you also may potentially spend a lot of time educating people and heal- healing them as well on the other side. Just because we're here doesn't mean that we're not really smart and knowledgeable on the other side as well. Because we still are who we are. We still hold a realm of knowledge and we have a huge knowledge base, even if we don't access it here necessarily all the time, because potentially we've put up blocks, don't believe it, whatever. When we're in our natural state, we're incredibly smart, guys. We're super smart. We have a huge knowledge base. And um, usually it's in an area that's specific to us. So we specialize in different areas. And so that can go on. That's something that usually you you get into later. These are a little bit more advanced. Um, number seven, dimensional shifting. Going to other dimensions. This is something that I've been asked about um, a few times. Not everyone here on this planet feels like that they belong on this planet. They kind of, some of them feel like they are from another place or they never quite fit in here and they're like star people. They're actually, that's a thing. They're real. They're star people. There are several different dimensions that... I don't always talk about, but they, I mean, you can imagine what they are. There's like um, different dimensions with different aliens and uh, fairy type things and just even different dimensions where there's regular humans and the the landscape or the um, planets and everything looks entirely different. So when I... When I tell you this, imagine Star Wars, imagine Thor, imagine all these Avatar, imagine all these amazing magical places, The Hobbit, whatever. There are all kinds of dimensions. And how in the world do you think that these people just came up with these ideas of these places? They didn't just dream them up out of nowhere. And if you guys have been following me long enough, you will know that your thoughts, are a lot of them are placed there and a lot of them are memories. So even if the, they're not memories of here in the spiritual or in the physical world, they're memories of what's going on in the spiritual world, places you've been and who you are and things that actually exist outside this physical earth that we're on. And so... Um, this is how Avatar and Star Wars and all these um, Thor and these amazing places um, or these movies get made and the backdrops and the sets because they're coming from an ima- from a not an imagination from a memory of real type places and so there are some very real places that are very 
very cool and some not so cool places. But there are lots of dimensions out there with all kinds of things happening, different types of beings, um, different types of way that they do things, buildings that are floating or, you know, like uh, like I'm just I don't know why Thor keeps coming to mind, but there's like a platform where it's sort of floaty. Um, all kinds of things like that goes on in other dimensions. And so when you're having dreams that you're in sort of a sci-fi-ish uh, type of world, you're most likely dimensional or dimension shifting. And that means you're either visiting that dimension or you're, you're um, having a past life memory of that dimension, but you're definitely dimension shifting. And those places are very, very real. They very much exist even now today. So there's all this different stuff going on in these different dimensions. Uh, number eight is Akashic Records and or Psychic grid. So many time you will actually tap into and or see Akashic records and you will tap into what's called a psychic grid. Um, a psychic grid is something that is constantly going out of everything that's going on. Imagine it like, a, I don't know, a wire or a, con a radio feed or something of constant information, constant information. And so you can tap into this psychic grid and see things that are going on all over the world with different people. Um, you can see future, you can see past, present, and future events when you tap into the Akashic Records and or uh, Psychic Grid. And this is kind of self-explanatory, but this would be when you'd have psychic dreams and that sort of thing. Like when you see the future or see something that happened in the past or premonition dreams obviously are going to come from, from this category. Number nine is spiritual testing. Spiritual testing is quite interesting, and, and I don't want to freak anybody out, but I want to explain some things that when you become very, very advanced um, in the spiritual realm and very advanced um, it, with your uh, psychic senses, um, you actually move levels psychically. So, or, or um, how would it, not psychically, that was the wrong word, spiritually. So you actually move levels. Imagine it like going through school or going through a college. Um, once you sort of master uh, some of your abilities, some of your psychic senses and some of your psychic abilities, some of your spiritual tools, I guess would be a better word for it. Once you ma master, start mastering your uh, spiritual tools, you, tools, you begin to level up. I know this is weird. But you do want to imagine it kind of like a video game. You begin to, you will, you know how like at the end of a video game, a lot of times you potentially have to fight a character or whatever to level up like on Mario or any of those games. Um, it's the same type of thing. You go through levels and when you're spiritually testing, you will actually many times face some very strange creatures or um, very powerful negative type energies or entities that you will have to learn how to and experience pulling in as much white light energy as you can. And you will have to learn how to fend off these type of and or beat these type of negative entities or energies by powering up as much white light energy, gathering up, using it properly. Um, prayers, different prayers um, will call in different energies. And so when you experience stuff like this, 
You may find that you're saying some type of prayer that you didn't even know you knew existed or you have no idea what you're saying, but you know it's really powerful and very important. These are spiritual testing situations. So I'm not going to get into that too much because I don't think it applies to a ton of people, but that is another category. And then we have number 10, which is higher consciousness and higher power dreams. So these are actually dreams where you would meet and speak with um, a higher power and or God or whoever that you feel like this person is to you. These are actually very powerful dreams. They are, again, are something that you're not going to come away from going, huh, I wonder if that just happened. You wake up going, whoa, that was crazy. Like that was wow, like I don't even know if I believe that just happened. Like they are the most intense, clear-cut dreams of this most amazing higher power or God or whoever. Usually they have something to say to you or you potentially have a short conversation. They don't tend to be very long. They tend to be pretty short. But those dreams can happen. Um, They don't happen often. Um, I mean, you might have two in your lifetime. They, Like I said, they're not something that happens often. And that necessarily isn't ones that you have because of spiritual advancement or anything. Again, they're just dreams that can happen to you. So now that we've covered a lot of the categories before I go... I'm going to cover just some um, stuff about some popular questions that I get, I would say, over dreams. That being said, too, I want to let you guys know. Now, um, we're getting to the end of the Psychic Ability class. If you haven't signed up for that, it is www.psychicabilityclass.com. I think that a lot of people think that although I get a ton of students and feedback and everything, but I don't want people to be under the wrong impression that this is just to develop your psychic ability. These things, um, I like I've said before and joked before, people always tell me these should be like, this is your... Um, how you should live your life class. You know, they, they want to integrate it into some type of life guidance class because the students think it's so powerful. When, when you're learning to interpret dreams, when you want to know, if you're very, very interested in wanting to know more about dreams and developing your dreams and that sort of thing, like learning about them, becoming a lucid dreamer, like I said, this is a gateway into your psychic ability and your psychic senses. So it's actually for you to start decoding your own dreams, the more knowledge that you have about psychic ability, the more that you actually hone in your abilities. So first there's a knowledge about the psychic ability stuff. Then there's the honing in your own skill. Then the dream scenarios and situations will begin to get clearer and clearer. And you will begin to be able to read your own dreams um, quicker and faster. And the whole thing will begin to make a lot more sense. So if you're really, really wanting to understand what your dreams mean, you're very interested in them, or you want to learn to decode them, you want to be more in tune with how the dreams work, 
it's super important that you become more in tune with your spiritual body, which again is why I did that class. Um, that class really is putting people in tune and a lot more in balance with, in balance with their spiritual body. And that's really the goal of the class. With that becomes the enhancement of your psychic abilities and your intuition. But these all go hand in hand. It's not like, I mean, you can learn to decode your dreams, etc., etc., but it's not, you're gonna only get so far in doing that before that you need to really tune into your spiritual body um, and begin to get more knowledge in your psychic senses. They're just, there's no other way around it. They go, they are very, very closely linked. Like I said, it's a gateway. So we're going to cover a few things. So I get a lot of questions about why am I, why am I uh, dreaming about my ex? Why am I dreaming about them? I'm, I haven't seen my ex in years. Or um, what about this ex that I was married to, etc.? Three scenarios happen with exes. Is it three? I think it's three. Okay, so number one, if it's somebody you haven't, like maybe you dated briefly in high school or something, like for two weeks, you don't think about them. They're not necessarily in your life whatsoever. Many times you're crossing energetic paths with them, and that could mean that they're thinking about you. So yes, when someone thinks about you and um, you guys are you fall asleep, you can cross energetic paths with them sometimes, and they will pop into your dream. Super common. Uh, secondly, um, the other thing is you potentially have all unresolved issues with that person. So like maybe you're married for fourteen years, um, your ex pops into your life. You may wake up and, and argue with every Tom, Dick, and Harry that no, 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 I don't have any issues with this person. I'm completely resolved here. Well, your energetic being is telling you, no, you're not resolved. You do not have resolutions here with this person. So um, the other thing that can happen is they had some type of profound effect in your life. That can happen with things like um, potentially toxic relationships or situations maybe where they had a really good effect in your life or like, but they had some type of significant impact in your life. And that can be why those types of people show up in your dreams is they, they affected you in a good way or a bad way very significantly um, that you have some unresolved issues with them and or you're just crossing energetic paths. We covered this a little bit, but tornadoes, uh, catastrophes, teeth falling out, those are all things of that nature. They're all stressors. Um, you are experiencing some type of stress, and it is coming through very energetically. Um, you're just waking up going, oh, I'm fine. I can deal with it. I'm good. I'm an adult. This is what being an adult is, you know, oh, the whole denial thing. Um, and then you go to sleep, and your energetic's going, whoa, whoa. No, not today. You are struggling with this, so we need to figure this out. Um, can't dial a phone. Again, that's communication. You feel like you're not communicating with somebody or you can't communicate with whatever or you're not communicating yourself properly to whatever. Um, random dreams. We talked about this. These are dreams that where they get lost in translation. So you have a spiritual index and encyclopedia of knowledge you have a physical um, index and encyclopedia of knowledge and if you are not open to it on a physical level your brain has to then translate Japanese to English Russian to English it has it can only translate what it knows 
So that that's what causes some random dreams. Um, also, random dreams, um, people also get those confused with um, if they have, like, people will dream about a lot of things about what, what they watched at night many times. So for those of you who watch a lot of scary movies or read a lot of scary books and go, why do I dream about these really scary things happening all the time? Or this person taking over my body or someone breaking into my house or, you know, like just like murder things or whatever. Stop watching scary movies and different things and think and wondering why you're dreaming about them. Like even if you just watched it two months ago and like something like that happened, it, you may have seen a commercial or something on TV. But usually if you're having some really random dreams that are kind of scary to you or whatever, what would you just watch? That's also important. Although I am going to get to night terrors here pretty soon. We covered um, roads or paths, life paths, dreams, cars are yourself, buildings are yourself, water is your subconscious. Babies. I have a lot of questions about babies. Babies are new events or projects usually that you're working on, something that um, you're creating, something that's going on that you're working towards. Pregnant, being pregnant or, um, uh, yeah, having a baby, being pregnant. Those are usually when you're the, in the creation mode of something, unless, of course, it's one of your fears, and then you dream about being pregnant to scare the bejesus out of yourself. Um then it's they're usually creating dreams. Night terrors. I want to cover these because I've had a lot of questions about night terrors. Um, I can't sleep. I have these night terrors that um, wake me up. There's demons. There's this. There's that. Night terrors are a couple of different things. Number one is a lot of people who have night terrors tend to be very empathic and they tend to sense a lot of energies around them. And when you dream and you are not aware, not knowledgeable about being able to read energies, a lot of times you will pick up a lot of negative energies during the day or potentially um, you become fearful during the day or whatever. They basically, night terror dreams are based on fear. So you have issues with um, energies that you're coming across, you are fearful of stuff happening to you or and or your life. And so when you go to bed, you're constantly are dreaming in fear because that's the vibration that you're really carrying around with you. You're carrying a lot of fear of this from could be fear of dying could be fear of um, not eating could be fear of loved one dying could be fear of just fear itself. Um, but empaths tend to be very fearful sometimes because they're not just afraid of things that happen in their own life. They start going around. You guys would not believe I am a super strong empath. And the amount of fear that I experience when I'm out in public or around people, so many people are fear-based. It's incredible. I mean, it's way more than not fear-based. 70-some percent. Easy. Easy. And everybody makes decisions based on fear. And so when you're an empath, and if you don't even know you're an empath, you're walking around, you're picking up on all this fearful energy, especially if you're feeling off kilter. When you're as an empath, if you're feeling off kilter, you're going to pick up on energy that is fearful energy um, easily. It's very um, quick to pick up on. 
And so if you don't shed or ground these, these fears of your own or energetic fears that you have, your vibration is becoming fearful, um, you're going to definitely dream of night terrors. That is just going to happen. Um, and the other thing that happens a lot with night terrors and or people that have them is now all these dreams, all the categories that we're talking about is basically you are astral traveling during the majority of this stuff. Now, I'm not going to get into astral traveling in this podcast because I've done an entire podcast based on astral traveling, but you get stuck in the translation mode. So when a lot of times when someone begins to wake during an astral travel, they are very aware of energies around them. And because, again, they don't have the physical dictionary and knowledge to go, oh, these are energies, this is this, this is that, I'm astral traveling, I'm coming back into my body, what happens is you immediately become fearful you're sensing energies around you. You're not understanding what it is. And so what does your uh, left brain do? It goes right to translation mode. What is this and how does this make sense in the physical world? And it goes to every horror movie that you've ever seen, every scary plot that you've ever seen, because I swear, um, if you don't, people tend to gravitate towards fear or anxiety when they don't know what something is. If they can sense something, but they can't see it, if they can kind of see something, but they don't know what it is, they immediately go to fear quick. They don't think about it. They just quickly go, oh my gosh, what is that? And whether you're astral traveling and or sleeping or beginning to wake, your natural left brain part of yourself immediately will go to fear. And so I will see this a lot. So they'll wake up and they'll go, oh, a demon was trying to get me. It was trying to sit on me. I was seeing all these gray entities when I came back in a body or right before I woke up or they don't know that they're astral traveling. And so many people have a translation of fear-based stuff happening when they're coming back into their body. And it's not because there's all this negative stuff happening. I will repeat, it is not because when you're trying to get back into body, there's a bunch of demons and negative people just waiting to stalk you to jump in. That is not what's happening. It's because your brain is trying to make sense of something it's not understanding and because that makes you fearful many times without you even giving it much thought, because you don't have the knowledge of all this spiritual based cool stuff that goes on, it goes to fear, it pulls up its Rolodex of fear, it starts putting, filling in the blanks, filling in the blank pictures with all these fearful things. And so night terrors are definitely fear-based dreams. You are energetically afraid. You are potentially an empath. You are pulling in fearful energies, and you are also potentially astro-traveling and not having enough knowledge to realize um, these fearful things are not just stalking and waiting to get you. They're just not. It's just not happening. Um, and or you potentially watched a very scary movie um, or scary movies or you watch them a lot. Um, and, and when you do that, just FYI, you are filling your Rolodex, your physical Rolodex with a lot more scary images again for your left brain to pull from when it's afraid. Just so you know. Um, I can't remember my dreams. Okay, this is the last thing I'm going to cover because this podcast has gotten really long. 
Um, the If you can't remember your dreams, many times it's because you go into a deep, deep sleep, um, you begin to go into a different type of sleep about three hours before you awake. If you cannot remember your dreams, it doesn't mean you're not dreaming. Absolutely doesn't. But it also means that um, the time that you would potentially remember them is potentially three hours before that you wake anyways. So if you wake up in the middle of the night, you can stop and kind of be very cognizant of what was just happening. What was I dreaming about? What was I thinking about? In fact, that's a better way to look at it. Go, what was I thinking about? Not was I dreaming about? Less pressure, easier to remember. Um, And or you can set an alarm about three hours before you wake. And you can sit there and go, what was I thinking about? What was I thinking about? Remember, the thinking about is way less pressure. So um, that's potentially why is you're just in a different type of sleep at the last hours before you wake up. And by that time, all those dreams um, memories have faded away. So that being said, I hope this was helpful. I definitely would love, love to see you guys in my intuition and psychic ability class, which closes soon and I don't believe will be open again until March. Um, I also have a very cool empath trans, um, transformational, year-long transformational thing coming out in, the, in January. But if you really want to learn more about your dreams and learn to interpret them, like I said, it's a gateway into your psychic ability. They go hand in hand. So when I teach about these classes and when I'm teaching all the knowledge that I'm teaching in the psychic ability classes, this expands your spiritual knowledge base. And when your spiritual knowledge base is expanded, then you're going to have more to pull from from your memory Rolodexes, right? You know, Um, you're going to have more to pull from from your physical memory bank. So this is really important to expand your knowledge on spiritual awareness when you're wanting to learn more. Because like I said, it expands your Rolodex of memories of what exists, of what's out there. And so definitely check out my website, Keys to the Spirit World. If you haven't been there, um, you can join my spirit community, the Higher Purpose Learning Group. That's also on my website. If you haven't been there, there's some super cool stuff going on. I want to see you guys in class if you're interested. I would love, love to see you there. The class has been highly successful. Um, and I have some very cool stuff coming up with my empath school. You can join my empath school on the keys to spirit world.com. And there you will get more information on my other stuff happening. So until next time, I hope you enjoyed. What does your dream mean? Okay. Aloha.